0: Get together so they can try things How about a dance podcast so that you can try things Now we will stop singing so that we can all now try this
1: Hello and welcome to Now Try This boom 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 nick let's now try this now try
0: this is a podcast for two best friends that's me i'm nick and me marcus and we try things what does that mean marcus trying things trying things well nick we go
1: back and forth every week and give the other host something to try <laughs> and, <laughs> and that thing is something that we are passionate about that we love that we care about or we think is important in some way and then we get together and we talk about that thing and then
0: we alternate the next week for example, a couple weeks ago, Marcus gave me the video game Hades, the That's game true. of the year, according to some people. Uh-huh. Before that, I gave him Queens Gambit because I was so stoked for that show. Yes. and guys, people are joining the conversation at Now Try This Cast at Now Try This Cast on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere you can follow people. But yes. there's also a Patreon. We already have a
1: special Woo! community, Woo! Marcus. nick oh my god thank you for bringing up thank you for giving me the beautiful segue that you did so i can talk about the patreon guys on patreon you can go and give us suggestions on the challenges that we do so it doesn't have to just be nick and i going back and forth sucking each other's dick the whole time you know what i mean it could be you
0: guys getting involved in podcasts. And you can do that at patreon.com slash nowtrythiscast. Marcus, you know why my segues are so spot on this week? Why are they spot on? Well, just to review from last week, I quit my job, and now I'm a professional podcaster.
1: Woo! Wow, it's like when you are able to channel all of that energy that would have gone elsewhere, your professionalism just goes through the fucking roof. Can awesome. I be honest?
0: It's, made, it's totally made me more tired not having a job this past week. <laughs> I just have all the little things that you think, oh, I, I'm not doing that because I don't have a job. I, let me take care of this. Yeah. I've been taking care of them all. And I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm doing so many things.
1: I get that. Quarantine has made me do that and be that version of myself where I was like, I'm going to do all the things that I normally don't do because I don't feel like I have time. And oh, speaking of, Marcus, have you
0: tried anything new this
1: week? Oh, Nick, this week I have tried. I, I do deep dives on YouTube, and that's honestly my favorite pastime. That's what relaxes me more than most things. And I would say this week, talking about it a little bit before we started, but I did a deep dive on some gaming, the, the video game competitive scene.
0: Oh, yeah. Like can- besides the Smash tournaments, because that's the only one that I used to until, of course, our favorite Smash player on YouTube got canceled. So now I don't watch Smash content.
1: Uh-huh, I don't know which one you're talking
0: about, but didn't the whole Smash no, community there's so many get canceled? Them. I feel kind like of. That- yeah, it happened to a lot of them. <laughs> But I one of the I ones guess. that I followed was one of the people that got canceled. Uh, so okay. got now it, got it, got it. I, I haven't watched the Smash tournament in like a year.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing that some person got canceled and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know that person. And then like a month later, it was just like every, the whole community was canceled. So it's, yep. there's no more Smash players as far as I Kinda. know.
0: Yeah, it doesn't come off my feet anymore. <laughs>
1: um but yeah it's interesting they go they do deep dives into the evolution of certain video game as uh competitive games which is really interesting because they did one on the competitive catherine scene
0: have you seen catherine mean the game uh quick shout out to net dash 9442 and e evaluation in the chat guys if you want to join the chat live during these conversations we have on twitch that's Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Twitch.tv/slash. Now try this cast, Marcus. Mm-hmm. I do know the game, Catherine. Yes, it's like an anime puzzle game thing. Yeah,
1: it's an anime puzzle game where you play. another the protagonist has like three ladies that he's trying to woo all at the same time. I don't know what's Ooh. going on, but the game mechanic is a puzzle. Game and there's a shitty two-player mode that was kind of like half-heartedly thrown in there, and it just took off. It just became a wild competitive scene. It evolved new strategies. That puzzle were, is
0: is competitive. Yeah. I played like the
1: first like hour of that game. It's good. Yeah, it just evolved to become like a worldwide scene. It was really interesting. I didn't you, even know that. Oh, yeah, I like learning stuff. And like you, that. what about you? Spend
0: an afternoon sitting there watching hours and hours of people playing Catherine competitively?
1: No, I just watched the one video about it, and then I I I now know it as an interesting fact and i will never watch people play gathering uh,
0: shout out to ryan 414 <laughs> in the chat as well woot woot indeed are you asking me if i have given any deep dives on youtube or if i'm trying anything because i can give you both. are you answers.
1: trying anything
0: oh that's not as interesting
1: oh okay yeah i so I'm sorry so,
0: no i thought you were gonna ask about my youtube habits because i watch a lot of oh YouTube, no sure no? hit me with your youtube habits I'll, I'll do both i'll do both marcus okay have you heard about radical red is that a superhero no so, somebody made another Pokemon ROM hack because there's millions of Pokemon ROM okay. hacks. Yeah, yeah. But somebody took Fire Red or whatever and made it competitive and did an actual good job. So, oh, you can't shit. use items in battle. All the opponents' AIs are as if they're trainers. So, it's like a hardcore Nuzlocke with competitive play. Yeah. And YouTubers have been, it's all over the scene right now of YouTubers and Twitchers trying to beat this game. And some of them have been able to do it, but some of them. But the ones that have been able to do it, it's taken them like 900 attempts. Wow. Or something. So it's crazy. That's Genie crazy. Penguin's streaming right now doing it. He's like on attempt four or five trying to do it. Jeez. But also, it built into the thing, into the ROM hack, there's a randomized version and a regular version. So there's two different. And it's got, even though it's a Fire Red, it's got all the new Pokemon as well. in sprite Oh,
1: form. that's cool. I like that. I've played a, a lot of games a, like that. Not it that looks one.
0: seamless. It looks great. I've been deep diving on Pokemon so long. Guys, if you want to watch us complete Radical Red, let us know at patreon.com slash <laughs> But in terms of trying something new, I, I got to confess something. What? I'm hashtag blessed.
1: Have you joined it the happens. church? Oracle? I'm
0: hashtag blessed. No, no. Why are you I, hashtag blessed? I did that wonderful thing of doing a new relationship where my girlfriend surprised me with a trip this weekend. Oh. And the trip was to go to the movies. Whoa, you went to the movies? Guys, for you who don't know, this might sound like not a big deal for most people. But I love the movie theater so much. And it's been killing me that I haven't been able to go. I would watch movies pre-pandemic. Every week. Every single week, at least once a week, I was watching a movie, if not more more so than that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd drag Marcus. Sometimes I would drag other friends. But most of the time, people were busy. I went by myself because of how much I love going to the movies. So... She said, we're doing something. And I was like, OK, fine. She's like, pack a snack. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Where the fuck are we going? And <laughs> didn't tell me until we got all the way into Brooklyn. And yeah, movies in a pandemic. We're both vaccinated. It, they're following all the protocols. We felt safe. It, there was one other couple there. It felt fine. And we saw Minari. And it was oh, fantastic. cool. Pretty good. Yeah, you saw it too, right? I did, yeah. Hot Boy Stephen Yun, Oscar Young. nominee. Love him. Yeah, what do you think of Minari? Quickly. I thought it
1: was a really good movie. It was really enjoyable. Same. It was just, it was a pleasant ride.
0: Yeah, it was so. It was so. Usually quiet movies like that. Sometimes they're hard to sit through, but there's so much heart in it that it like really yeah. pushed it through, right? Yeah. And, oh, and that grandma was very fantastic. Yes, I thought you were gonna yeah. say
1: you went to the drive-in.
0: That would have been sweeter, guys. Make sure to, <laughs> in the in the in the in the chat, make sure that Lexi could have stepped it up and took me to a drive-in, hey, which Lexi, I've never if been you're to. Nick's never been Instead to of just taking me. A boring Come on. old regular Come seated on. movie. Uh, <laughs> lame.
1: But that's really nice. It's really sweet. Yeah. Erin's yeah. been the same way. She's like, love going to movies. She used to go every week and mm-hmm. now she can't. So hopefully yeah. one day we will get back to that. uh
0: Apparently, she tried <laughs> to go to uh, a week ago to a drive and I wasn't invited. So I don't know what this <laughs> bullshit's about. So whatever. Marcus. Uh, yes. This week was my challenge to you, my good friend, and I decided to give you, after last week, when you gave Mm -hmm. me Invincible, a nice, nice, fun, gory superhero show, I thought I would slow it down. Oh, nice, nice. Bring
1: bring it in. Now try this, get serious. We gotta lower our voices to register, make them a little bit deeper, and sound like a video game villain.
0: (laughs) Why have more fun when we can have way less but a meaningful conversation? (laughs) So I gave you One Night in Miami, the Regina King film, the Amazon original
1: film. Regina King. Great. Loved her in Watchmen. I only watched a couple episodes of Watchmen.
0: I like stopped by accident. It was very, I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. (laughs) Wait, I just noticed that our respective significant others are making plans for us in the chat. For us all to go to the drive-in. Hell yeah, double day (laughs) in the drive-in. We've got, it's been
1: our saving grace during the the pandemic to just go to the drive-in. It's opened up again, and we went opening weekend, and we went again to see King Kong uh, and Godzilla.
0: It's fun. But that was not what you decided to tell me you tried this week, so I assume it was only okay? I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Oh, yeah. wow.
1: I thought it was a very bad movie, but it's what I wanted in a movie. They I knew what it there, was kind of thing. I came there to see two monsters hit each other real good. <laughs> and they they did that. They delivered on that and okay. I had fun. I mean, did you have
0: your CD yet? Uh, no, 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 no. Now that I know movie theaters are an option, maybe I'll see it there. But it's also mm-hmm. on HBO Max, so I'll probably see it sooner rather than later. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But we went to the drive oh, in and the we saw people it. People in great.
0: the chat also saw it and enjoyed it. Thank you, E Evaluation. Yeah. Guys, if you want to share what you thought about King versus Godzilla, make sure to join us at Twitch.tv. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah,
1: no. Who who are you rooting for in the King Kong versus Godzilla? Just real quick before we get into the
0: movie, my man Kong. Oh my, my man god, Kong. you're disgusting. I love get Kong. Get out of here, DK. Why? Donkey Kong. No, this is the the Donkey know Kong. I love Donkey Kong too. Well, if it was He's Donkey Kong back versus Godzilla. to kick some tail. Oh my god!
1: If it was Donkey Kong versus Godzilla, I'd go. I'd, I'd be like, okay, yes, Donkey Kong. You're right. King
0: Kong. Sure.
1: King Kong versus I'll give Godzilla.
0: Me, answer this question for me. Answer this question for sure, me. Sure, sure, sure. I got you. Is Godzilla or King Kong closer to Donkey go- Kong? God's Which salad? one is closer? Yeah, God God's Salad. God Salad is <laughs> God Salad piece of shit <laughs> or the King of Kongs closer to Donkey Kong? I like to think they're cousins. Which wait? So what was the question? Well think about it. There's Donkey wait, Kong, no, no, there's the Kong, there's Cranky Kong, there's Cranky Kong, there's Dixie Kong. You don't think King Kong is like King Kong is Donkey Kong's cousin or something?
1: Mm, okay, I get that. Yeah, okay, I think they could be related. I think they are. are you a Godzilla Kongs. fan
0: boy? I love are Godzilla. You a, I'm are you a Godzilla fan?
1: No, Godzilla cuck. What? <laughs> What? Godzilla cucks other people. Godzilla's a fucking bull, baby. Godzilla will come through and fuck your wife immediately. Fuck that
0: shit. This is exactly what everyone who clicked on a One Night in Miami (laughs) podcast wanted to hear about. One Night in Miami. Marcus. Yeah, yeah. What did you know about this film before I gave it to you?
1: I knew that it was a movie that was about very important figures in the civil, civil rights movement having a night together. Cool. that's it that's what i, I knew
0: now big you gotta Boy. ask me why i gave it to you that's what i was
1: doing i was getting <laughs> I know, there was... i just got called the uh, godzilla simp in the chat and i i, I know it you was got very distracted. distracting to me yeah. i am a godzilla simp because i relate big boys
0: gotta stick together you nah I mean? man everyone in the everyone in the chat goes agrees with me kong boys we're kong boys kong, kong, kong. king kong sucks okay if you want us to
1: review king, godzilla versus king kong Go to the Patreon, leave it as a suggestion. Just wanted to also plug.
0: <laughs> Didn't want to leave all the plugging work to you. No, please. My my shoulders hurt from all this lifting I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, plug. why did you give me this movie? Marcus, so Every time Oscar season comes around, I always try to like short cha- short shortlist the movies that I want to see, make sure to see them before the awards. I, I I don't I don't love like the awards show, but but as an actor, the conceit of awarding people for their good work is something I have always just loved. And this was on my radar, but honestly, it was lower on my list. Oh. Because we just went through the Black Lives Matter m- movement. We're still in the thick of it. Things are more real every day than they've ever been, and I can only take that in cinema so much. So I watched Judas and the Black Messiah first, Mm -hmm. which I, I also very much loved. Yeah. Harder watch. Very real, very poignant, very powerful. And I only watched this movie because, honestly, I just had nothing else to watch. I, I wanted to watch <laughs> A Promising Young Woman. I wanted to watch these all these other Oscar films. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they yeah. were, like, easy, accessible. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this one's on Amazon. Let me turn this one on. And I walked away from it thinking, that was a really good movie. And that was all. But then I went to sleep, and I woke up the next day, and I was still thinking about the movie. And then oh, wow. I went to the next day, and I woke up, and I was still thinking about it. Because okay. this movie is, I think this movie is phenomenal. For lots of reasons, you know, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. We could talk about it, but sure. I think the the thing that this, this movie does is it nuances itself in such a way that it's able to permeate every little thing that's going on. It is has it resonates so much today. Than it did eight years ago when the play was made. Than it did, you know, 60 years ago when this all happened. It, it it I also just noticed when I was listening to, like, the news and all these other things. There were all these, like, little moments that I was noticing. Points that they were being made in the film resonated in politics. They resonated in civil rights they resonated in conversations i was having with mm-hmm. random people uh and then after a couple of days i realized how much this movie left with me uh and that's why i wanted to give it to you so we could talk about it
1: hmm. interesting for those of you who don't know i will say uh, before i was giving what i thought the movie was about now that i've watched the movie we can give a quick synopsis can you hear me are you you're yeah.
0: doing like cyclops i don't know if oh, I, my, <laughs> my hands are on my on my ears so i can i'm doing active listening ah Oh,
1: look at that! Wow, yeah.
0: I love it. Yeah, it's one of my problems as a friend and an SO and <laughs> a person. So sometimes I do little things to like remind myself I'm I, I'm listening. <laughs> but quickly,
1: film is about these major figures that were around during the civil rights movement. They gather together and they discuss what their responsibilities are in the world. And it's Malcolm X that's really driving the conversation, and he's bringing up the this this moral dilemma. That he's having, and also that he he sees happening in the world, and that he's asking all of them to do more. And they and a little background, and a little background
0: about the night is this really happened? So at the Hamilton House, when Muhammad Ali won the heavyweight world champion, uh, when he was previously Cassius Clay, was friends with Malcolm X because he was just joining the Nation of Islam. It's with Sam Cooke, with Jim Brown, and they all. Went to the Hamilton House, which was famously away from the venue because black people were allowed there and they weren't allowed closer to the venue. It was a room that Malcolm X had all the time, and they went there and the four of them spent the, the day, the night, uh, talking. And this really happened; they really were all there. While everything's dramatized, all the words are made up. The four figures really did that. That amount of power after he won the heavyweight championship really all went in that room and really were friends. And this is just an imagining of what those conversations with men like this could maybe be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is really interesting to see something in history that has happened and be like, I wonder what they talked about and then go and, and write it out.
0: You know, Ken powers wrote the play eight years ago. And he also wrote the screenplay for the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you don't know the name, he also just co-directed and co-wrote soul. So he's having a very good year.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, he is. It's really interesting because when the, the movie starts off, it felt like a play. And that's mm-hmm. a hard, that doesn't make sense, right? If I say something feels like a play, you understand what that means because you've seen plenty of plays, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't know what that necessarily means. But to me, that sort of means that it is a, a, a it was slow with the pacing and also intimate.
0: Intimate's a great way of saying it, yeah.
1: And and it's also uh, very like conversational. It's written in a different pattern than than movies typically are. So, yeah. so immediately starts off, your, and I was like, is this? This feels like a play. And that's fine. But the pacing was a little slow for me in the beginning of the film. And then once they get in the room, they get the conversations going. The movie picked up. And it's it's hard to take your eyes away from the screen.
0: Yeah. But I think Regina King, this is her first feature film. But she's directed other things before, like TV and things. And mm-hmm. she's obviously an uh, Oscar-winning actress. She's amazing. I think she does do things to help elevate it a bit. But I think she, all very much on purpose, didn't want to lose that intimacy, right? Because I think yeah. that intimacy for the things they're talking about is why even do it, right? Yeah, it's like hard the intimacy to do of being able to get into the room with these four people. So I think she filmed it as as much as she could without losing that flavor, because it like at the beginning, right? She does a really good job of I think. Uh, If we just want to start there, the introduction to the four men. I think the introductions Mm -hmm. were really good. And it shows each one of them in a different light. Starting off with Cassius Clay fighting someone before he got his world championship fight. You get to see Muhammad Ali prior to the legend as a young 22-year-old kid. You know, rope-doping people and, Mm -hmm. you know, boxing it up. You see Sam Cooke um, bombing at the Copacabana for all the white people. Yeah. Uh, You see... Jim Brown getting, I don't even know what the word is, shat on by a white person. (laughs) 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 Then you see Malcolm X at home. So there are these moments that do get away from what a play would be. Mm -hmm. But then, but you're right. But then as soon as all those introductions happen and once it gets like done with the pacing, it very much feels like a play with the dialogue and this quickened narrow type of type of words. It feels like it feels like the movie doesn't have anything to contend with except for the words. And that's on purpose because on a play, that is all you have, right? Yeah. But plays are written that, in a way because you know.
1: Yeah. So. I, I don't think this movie benefited from being a movie at all, other than the fact that it gets spread out more than a play normally would, right? I, there, I don't with think that, there's yeah. nothing that is it, is just it, beneficial to it being a movie other than more people get to see it, which is kind of good. And and so there are I'm some okay. Pretty that's shots. a movie. There are some good shots for sure. I like the scene of Cassius Clay underwater, uh, boxing it
0: was a beautiful shot, but at the same time, I All totally, four men on the roof looking out. Yeah, really nice shot.
1: I totally just sat there and I felt like I was in the theater. I felt like I was watching a play, and I would be excited to see this on stage. Yeah, same. There's a, it's also interesting because the idea of it too is very is very much something that you would see in a play rather than a movie. Like stuff like this gets done a lot in theater, like one act shows and stuff like that. Like Steve Martin yeah. wrote a play about what if like Einstein met um, Picasso and. Mm. He, I think he wrote that in the 90s or something and then there's another play that I saw that was like what if it was like the night before some election or something like that it was like just Hillary and Bill Clinton hanging out
0: yeah 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 you yeah. know
1: so there there's a lot of things like this that are done in theater and it's interesting to see it kind of break through
0: and be seen on big screen how interesting and I think I feel like hmm, I feel like the way the reason that happens because biopics happen on film all the fucking time. Right. All the fucking. Yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Because it's a film. It's always way bigger in scope. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about Rocketman. Think about Bohemian Rhapsody. Think about Ray. Think about, but you know, the, yeah. Malcolm difference... X with Denzel. It's all like big and life spanning. And like, it's never just a spot. It's never just like yeah. a night. It's never just intimate yeah. like that. Like yeah. And
1: I think the, I think the intimacy is part of why it's also theater. But. most of those are biopics and this isn't a biopic this is like historical fiction which you don't always see in film like like following real historical figures in an alternate what if scenario or whatever i wonder why (laughs) i don't know either maybe people think it's too like pretentious but the level sacrosanct, or yeah it might be i don't know but it works for theater really well
0: yeah, I, I agree. So so you touched on it a little bit. I think I think I, I will say right now as a preamble to everything, we are not experts in anything. These are all just our opinions. But I think I think the reason that this film, I think there's a lot of reasons the film stuck with me. But I think one of the big ones is to know that to at least posit that men with With people with a different amount of power and influence over us still asks the same kinds of questions we do, I think is comforting in a way, right? So I think throughout life, I have always, the color of my skin is something I've always had to contend with, you know, who I am, what that means, what being Puerto Rican means, how that influences me and, and who I am, the decisions I make and what that means for me as a people, right? Means the people means something different than it does mm-hmm. with everyone around me. It means something different than white people. Uh, it means something different than black people. It's something you know. I'm always struggling with to capture in a succinct way, and sometimes I feel like I hit it, and sometimes I feel like I don't. And I think every time that one of them, they all have some big ideas, right, about where mm-hmm. who they are and where they come from, and they say so, but they're faced with people in the same realm as them with differing opinions. And it's hard to find a situation where your views are put to the test, right? You and I, we're both Puerto Rican. We share that in common. We go through life. But there's not too many times that I put forward my view of our race or the color of our skin or what that means for us. We're not having those conversations because it's just not in our face. We would. It's Mm -hmm. just not, we're never in a situation where we would be, but they are put in a situation where it's, it's all circumstantial. It's because Muhammad Ali is about to become Muhammad Ali. It's because he's joining the nation of Islam and he's joining the nation of Islam through Malcolm X, one of the biggest civil rights leaders of the Mm -hmm. time. And all that comes boiling to the surface in this such distinct way that is just never talked about. So I think because it was being talked about is one of the reasons why it stuck so much with me does that make sense
1: yeah 100 percent. i get that i mean it's 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 brings an interesting question right like what is your responsibility as someone who is uh, of color and also has power right like power is a huge theme in this movie cassius clay when he's with sam cook Coming back from the grocery store, they talk about that, right? It's something that everyone yeah. wants, right? Like whether you no matter what your race is, you want power, and minorities especially feel powerless because they don't really have the power in, in society on a grander scale. And so these yeah. people, Cassius Clay says to Sam Cookie, is like, you have something that every man wants. You have power and you take it for granted. And it it posits an interesting question as what is your responsibility? as a celebrity, as someone famous and of color to help move the movement forward. And I feel like we still deal with that today. I mean, there's there's so many celebrities out there with millions of dollars and, and huge influence and not everyone is doing something. And at the same time, is it their responsibility to do something?
0: I feel like I see it all the time. I feel like every time I feel like there's such a double standard because I feel like when a, a white person that's a celebrity opens up their mouth, people listen. And then when a colored uh, somebody of color opens up their mouth of influence, uh, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. If if they speak too much on a the subject, they're berated for speaking out of turn. They're like, know your place. And if they're not, they're viewed as like, why aren't you sticking up for people? You know,
1: it's also a difficult place to be in because so I understand the point of people just being tired. Right, like I, I mean, yeah. our, our good friend, he, he's constantly talking about how like tired he is sometimes of just seeing violence and 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 police shootings and deaths in in the media all the time, and yeah. at that point, like that doesn't matter whether you're a celebrity or not, you know, like you still feel that emotional connection to see people that look like you dying in the streets, and it's. I think that's probably. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it's and it's a hard thing to contend with too. And it's I get if people are just tired and they want to turn off for a little bit. But Malcolm X in the movie is is just saying like, hey, you need to do something. You need to do something. You need to do something. And I like that they the other characters push back a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's probably one of the reasons why sometimes movies like this are hard to watch because Mm -hmm. it does hit home. But the thing about this movie is it would have hit home 10 years ago. It would have hit home 20, 30, 40. You know, every every year, uh, every time you watch one of these uh, a film such as this that has to do with something like this, you're sitting there thinking, like, "Wow, how 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 do they know to make this movie right at the right time where it would have the most impact?" But it's like, n- no, it will. No, this movie always, always have an time. impact. It's always the right time because this is always a problem. I this also do think
1: something. that this is movie is going to be relevant in another twenty years. Like, this is just that kind of movie. You know, I yeah. it's I like this movie a lot too because it is thought provoking and it brings up interesting conversations without being i don't know what the right word is but without being too much sometimes because i feel like
0: yeah yeah, a lot of
1: media now and it feels a little disingenuous to a lot of media now is focusing on like shootings and murderers and stuff like that and so you're seeing it in the news you're seeing it everywhere and then you also have to watch a, a, a drama about it on tv and this movie is going to be about it and you're like i i'm tired of seeing this everywhere it's now it's in the media you know and i don't know and sometimes it's the only movies that are being made with black people in it you know and it's like not everyone wants this like to see this pain sometimes people want to see black people in positions of power and strength and like that's why so many people got behind Black Panther. That was such a fucking awesome movie and awesome movement. Yeah. Like and and so yeah. I like that this movie is shaped in this way. Like it is a conversation. It's people talking about it. It addresses these hard topics and issues, but in a in a way that isn't as graphic or off putting and might not exhaust people who are suffering through it as much as something else would.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's funny because the question of what art has to what are What's the arts role to play is, I mean, just, I would love if more people of color, especially black people got Oscars and nominations for roles other than them having to contend with the fact about the color of their skin. Yeah. You know, Lapita, Chituel four Viola Davis, Denzel, some of the greats, right? Some mm-hmm. of the greats. They got their nominations because of, you know, films about racism and slavery. Yeah. You know, fucking Leonardo uh, DiCaprio won because he fought a bear. <laughs> why can't denzel fight a bear
1: yeah denzel Denzel needs to win an oscar for fighting a bear let's let's bring that back let's bring it guys (laughs) leslie (laughs) odom
0: jr won for this uh or got a nomination for this film at the time of this podcast Mm -hmm. rightly so but gosh couldn't he couldn't leslie fight a bear i think leslie Uh, could fight a bear you
1: know what needs to get turned into a movie this comic book that i have here icon Woo! Baby, yeah, black. (laughs) Did you that it just to make this point? Nope, I'm reading it. I bought it on eBay. I I watched a side side tangent, but still relevant. I watched a documentary about Dwayne McDuffie, who's a famous black comic book writer. He created Icon and the Rocket and a Static Shock, who's the one I should have gone to, the more popular one, and a bunch of great shows. And you know, like I don't know if you watched Static Shock as a kid, but I fucking love Static Shock. As someone growing up in the Bronx, it was just nice to see, like. A black superhero like everyone else that i saw in my neighborhood you know it's weird seeing uh, the dichotomy of seeing all these white people on tv and then seeing only like black and hispanic people in my neighborhood it's like it was just weird i was like where are these people where do they live so it was nice <laughs> where to see, are they? it was nice to see static shock and be like oh i know that guy I, you know yeah, but that was so i watched a documentary about him and all the amazing work that he's done really like working hard to like write good work and break into the comic industry as a black man and it's really really interesting so i wanted to sort of get into some of his comics and so i bought some milestone yeah. comic books So i was reading one before very cool
0: yeah it. i it's it's crazy that the, you know just because steel failed it's taken us you know until black panther to really oh, write that God. wrong so i think i think there's so much in this movie that it's almost hard to talk about i think an easier way would be the four men all have very distinct views and i kind of thought maybe we could talk about them one by one sure i think I think Jim Brown played by Aldous Hodge, who I will say, I think, I think the, gosh, everybody does a phenomenal job in this film, right? Mm -hmm. They're all such wonderful actors. Like, like the whole Oscar should have a cast award and they would win the cast award as a whole because they, the four of them together are so fucking solid as these friends, as these figures, nothing feels put on or caricature. It could so easily, right? Muhammad Mm -hmm. Ali has such a very specific way of speaking, but Eli does not. Ever swoop into caricature. It always seems spot on. Yep. But Aldous Hodge, something about this guy. I, I I love this guy. I think I'm gonna go try to watch his TV show Underground that he was in with Juni, oh uh, Journey mm-hmm. because he is just so fucking solid. He's so yeah, he's good. A like great he actor. emotes so like I, he's gonna be Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. Yeah, that's and, what and it I'm is. so fucking. I was yeah, like so, I was during so the movie. Excited. I was
1: like, oh, is he a superhero? Is he in Marvel or be. DC? And I was like, I remember it's seeing him as a superhero Where? That's what it is. He's Hawkman. Yeah. I'm very it's excited be, to see yeah. him as
0: Hawkman. He's he's so he's good. Gonna he's going to do so a great good. job. Uh, but James Brown is a very interesting figure because he's arguably the best football player of all time. Some people say, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. some a lot of people say the best running back of all time, at the very least. The movie opens, you uh, I know, think, I think his opening was the most poignant one. I think all the other openings were like, you get to introduce the character, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But Jim Brown, when Aldous shows up at a plantation in like an island off of Georgia and meets this old white guy... And the old white guy's like, oh, yeah, our families go way back. Oh, it's so nice to have the best football player in the world here. Get can drink some lemonade. And he's yeah. always like, oh, yeah, it's so nice to meet you, Jim Brown. Oh, here's mm-hmm. some lemonade. Oh, it's so great. And you almost, like, wonder, like, what's this ha- There's this undertone. There's always this undertone yeah. when you're surrounded by an old white person uh-huh. and a black person. And you're like, some what's off? Something's off. I don't know what it yeah, is. Something it's like feels not pointing off. it out. Yeah, 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 And then And then the daughter reminds the grandpa, oh, remember you to help me move the furniture? And Jim Brown being a fucking football player jacked. Mm. Six five, huge muscles. Like I, yeah. I can help you move the. And, and then he yeah. just says, "You know, you're not. You know, we don't allow n words in the house." And it just, it's this. This is, I think, where the movie does do a good job. So it yeah. does this beautiful shot of him alone in the doorway of the plantation as the white guy goes back in the house, and Jim Brown literally seeing the line that he cannot cross, even when he has mm-hmm. achieved. Literally what no one else has achieved in his field, he still can't cross that line. And how does he handle it? With reverential silence, Yeah, which I think is super interesting. I think Jim Brown's an outspoken person, but in these moments and throughout the film when he's speaking to all these other figures, I think he has a quietness about him where he sits back and he mm-hmm. listens. He's a listener. He's yeah. listening to every side. He has an opinion, but he's waiting until everyone else gets there, and then he puts it out. And I think that's such an interesting character. I think he's such an interesting figure. He's I think there's like, also a lot of controversy around him because there was domestic violence things like uh, post this okay. that I didn't really want to look into because I didn't want to tarnish my view of the film. <laughs> but I, I would feel reminisced and I at least mention it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, I, I like the point. There's a lot of moments like that in the movie where you are you given a visual representation of, of of the struggle of what people are going through. Like that is very... a beautiful way of putting it like the literal line that he can't cross and that he's still seen as less than even though he's achieved so much and there's still so many people that feel that way today you know that hasn't changed you can be a millionaire you can be a celebrity you can be fucking president of the united states of america And still be viewed as less than by so many people. And it's just, it's terrible.
0: And I think his character, uh, again, Aldous Hodge, I have always, I've always seen him and thought, that's a good actor. But now I'm going to follow his career because I just, he was my favorite. I think. The moment One of my favorite moments from him was when Malcolm and Sam already had a big blowout. Cassius wasn't in the room because he left with Sam. So he's sitting there alone with Malcolm at the dinner table, just listening to him because he's been a listener this whole Mm -hmm. time. And then he's sitting there with him and he says something to the effect of, Malcolm, you don't even have a job. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just such a great, because it's not mean. It's not malicious. It's just like, Malcolm, you're talking about something you don't quite get.
1: Yeah, because it's a he's, little
0: different. He says, We go like, to work every day.
1: You're the only person not waiting on a check from a white man. You know, and you don't oh, have a Well, no, no, he job. says,
0: Sam's the only one not waiting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Sam owns his own Sam's, business. Yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah. They're talking <laughs> but, about but that yeah, specifically. Yeah. But that's another great line. Malcolm tries to, like, that was immediately before that. And then Malcolm tries to talk, and he's like, Dude, you don't have a job. Like, yeah, sorry, not in the conventional sense, you know. Like, yeah,
0: and then he apologizes, but that's yeah. why, that's why I think Jim Brown is such an interesting character, especially pair, paired with these other three. One, the other three who are way more outspoken, mm-hmm. at least in the room, because he quietly listens and takes it all in. <clears throat> but it doesn't take away from how smart he is and how yeah. like how much he's thinking about it. And I just always thought uh, that's so interesting. I love yeah. when a character is like that in a movie,
1: there's a lot of moments too where Malcolm X is, tr- is a little bit like talking down to him and, and he stands up for himself. He's like, don't talk down to me. Don't talk to me like that because yeah. you know who I am. Like he's an intelligent yeah. man. He can carry himself well. And he, he yeah. you know, he can hold his own in this room full of like greats.
0: Yeah.
1: I like that little knock that Malcolm X does. He's like, <laughs> when he says he does have a job
0: <laughs> yeah because it's like what the fuck are you gonna say <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he's like you know what i mean i'm like i know i know um but okay. now that we're speaking of malcolm x let's uh move on to malcolm x played brilliantly by kingsley Benadir. Mm-hmm. i would say that was probably the best acting i saw in the film i think from kingsley Interesting. i thought everybody did but i thought <laughs> malcolm x is hard right Malcolm X oh, is yeah, so for hard sure. for so many different reasons. One because he was such a polarizing didactic figure in history. Another reason because Spike Lee and Denzel made the film, you know, yeah, uh, about Malcolm X. But but Malcolm X in this movie is so different than any Malcolm X you would ever see in any other film because they're all the other ones are the mm-hmm. speeches. Yes. are the demagoguing yes. are the you know the big you just fire get, and brimstone things yeah you get you know? all the important
1: is, moments in the other ones because yeah. they're all biographies
0: yeah but this is you see malcolm x paranoid you see malcolm x nerding out about his camera you see malcolm x like not the most powerful figure in the room mm-hmm. and that is wild it's so yeah. different and i think kingsley brought an air genuineness and kindness to him that we never get to see from malcolm yeah normal loving malcolm father
1: x. yeah now malcolm x is like a powerful figure you see him and you think like wow that is that is a, a person who commands a room you know and yeah. i feel like in this movie There's many times where he is trying to and he can't. Uh, And I I like that. I like that more personable version of Malcolm X. He is King. Shout out to Kingsley. Shout out to uh, the show High Fidelity. Uh, Very good show. Potential future challenge for Nick uh, that he is also on. He plays a love
0: interest. He, um he, he, I was watching an interview and that's how he got a SAG card on that show.
1: Yeah, baby. (laughs) It got canceled. So that's why there's hesitation with giving it to you uh, because I could give it to you anytime. But (laughs) it's a very good show and hopefully it gets uncanceled at some point by some streaming
0: service. Sure. So I think, I think very interestingly, Malcolm X has, I mean, I don't think it's, I think it's very, it's, it's, he has the obvious stance about it. It's like we have to do all we can, right? Mm-hmm. He his biggest point in this film is we must do everything that we can to do to further civil rights, to further what we can do for our brothers yeah. and sisters. You know, so much so that it's alienating everyone around him. And I think. One of the most poignant moments, not I think there's more poignant moments about race and about history, but I think one of the poignant moments about Malcolm X as a person that you find out is when Sam Cooke references the fact of how he talks different now and how there's a couple moments when it slips Mm -hmm. and he's like, there's the brother, there's how you actually talk, there's now you're talking to us again the way you used to, where you can see the weight on his shoulders. You can see everything that he's putting on in this film, and you usually don't see that. You don't—they don't, don't humanize—you don't humanize fucking Malcolm X because he's, you know, has been made to be more than human, you yeah. know, and you know it's hard to remember that these people were people.
1: hundred percent, they're people with flaws. I like the moment when they take his camera. It's such a silly, simple thing, but it's like when he's nerding out about it, and they like bug him about it, and they start tossing it around. He's like, no, 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 no my camera. You know, and it's not that there's like anything on it that he needs or is sacred. He just loves his camera. yeah, And that's so sweet. And that's one of the moments that he breaks character.
0: What about for you for Malcolm X?
1: i oh man i think overall he did a creditable job playing malcolm x in my head yeah. i i watched the denzel washington malcolm x at a young age and i felt like that is the version of malcolm x that's always in my head anytime i think about malcolm x but i think that he did a great job and like he he brought new perspective to the role which is great i don't know about any moment specifically but like i like when he's interacting with his bodyguards because that's a really interesting oh, yeah. thing yeah like, he both feels yeah. like he needs protection because, I mean, he does. Uh, yeah. But also he has this interesting relationship with them because he knows he's leaving the Nation of Islam eventually. Well, they're almost his babysitters
0: at the same time, right? Exactly. Like so they're like, kind of watching him.
1: Exactly. So he feels like he's being watched, but he also feels like he has to lead them. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. It, I got the vibe that he kind of felt like a, a bit of a prisoner.
0: Totally. totally. What did you think about um, the arguments he was making? What did you think about the principles he was putting forth in front of his I, friends? I,
1: I, I think they make sense, but I, I also feel like a lot of the other people in the room made good counterpoints because he, he if, to him it seems black and white, right? Like both racially and just in, in general that the issues are simple and we need to do everything in our power to make things better for our people. And in a way he's right, right? Like like you should do what you can to help progress the rights of whatever group. But at the same time, I mean, I just thinking about it on a personal basis like I am a Hispanic man with with white skin and I feel like there's more I should be doing all the time for Puerto Ricans, for Hispanics, also for black people, just like but it's hard to know what that is. You know, yeah. and, and you can feel like you're helping by donating, by like talking about causes, by posting things or whatever. You you feel like you're helping, but it might not be the right way that you're doing it. Sam Cook brings up an interesting point. Like he he's like, hey, I, like my this guy that I work with, like he works for me. He sold a song to the Rolling Stones. They produced it. Went number one, and that's money in the bank for for us, for people like us, for for our people and i love that love that scene and to malcolm x that's not it seemed like that wasn't enough still
0: yeah Yeah. but people i think
1: uh, oh i was gonna say just like it's hard because people are gonna fight the fight in their own ways Mm -hmm. and not every way is gonna be the most efficient but i think it's important that you give credit to the people that are trying
0: i agree i think This is another reason why I think this movie hit a little more home for me is because if I had to break down my ideology, I would probably say it's more in line with Malcolm X in Mm -hmm. terms of how I think about things. And I think, and I think, you know, that's true. I think I see things black and white. I see things as right and wrong. I remember I got into an argument with someone once and they said, no, 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 no. We have to do all these like little things to get to the big thing. And I said, no, the important thing is the big thing. We have to do everything for the big thing. You got it wrong. And they're like, no, but when you focus on the big thing, you miss all the little things. I was like, the little things are all a credence (laughs) to the big thing. I talk like this. I think like this. And while I think it's super necessary, I I, obviously I think this. So Mm -hmm. I think that to make change. You have to make change. Half measures okay. don't work. Half measures never worked. I think historically they don't work. I don't think, you know, when Biden passes a two trillion dollar infrastructure plan, when the conservative the conservatives say it should be four trillion, and the left side of the party says it should be, uh, or economics economic economics say it should be 10 trillion and then the left wing that says 17 trillion i'm like why the fuck are we doing 2 trillion then what is it? who is this half measure for and i get mad yeah i, I understand uh, the argument that there mm-hmm. are other ways of thinking about things yeah but i'll be honest just like we when we did a pop polyp the comic book shout out to our <laughs> serious pop episode guys if uh-huh. you want to hear this serious pop episode not try sure this.com. i need to be reminded that the world isn't black and white because it is how i think yeah and it is how i am and which is why another reason why i love these discussions and i love how malcolm x stood his ground in these viewpoints but had his equals his friends point at the fallacies in his argument
1: yeah i like that, love too. that. I, I also like that you recognize that it's not like the way the are necessarily the only way of of looking at things
0: Uh, i think it's all necessary if we're really talking about it yeah like i think all the ways all four of their views are all necessary for the to achieve what we need to achieve
1: yeah and there's no answer like the 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 truth of it is that there's no correct answer because then we would have solved racism (laughs) and we would have solved all of the world's issues by now if there was an answer but there isn't and all we can do is 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 whatever we can do towards achieving these goals that's it you know if every person Which, just fucking tried, it still wouldn't be solved. But yeah. it, you know, who knows? What could change?
0: Be a huge step. Which I think brings us to Cassius Clay's character, played by Eli Gori. Again, I think phenomenal acting. Who kind of plays the I mean, he's 22. Mm-hmm. Did you know Muhammad was 22 when he got world champion? I did not know that. And if you know that T- 22 years 22. old. What were you fucking doing at 22 year old? Barely wiping um, your own ass?
1: I, I won uh, also the champ. I won a different championship. <laughs> <laughs> I won the big boy championship. I was the biggest boy. And they're like, wow, you're such a big boy. And I said, thank you. Twenty
0: two, we were struggling to finish college, my man. We were <laughs> twenty two. We were not anywhere near what this guy is, but in demeanor, we were similar. Right? Brazen, thought he'd take on the world, ready to do it. Oh yeah, he just nev- had the chops to actually do it.
1: No, never in my life have I ever been brazen and ready to take on the world, Nick. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you thinking for thinking that it. highly of me at twenty two. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> but what I mean is to have someone with young power. To have a romanticized version of his friends in the world, mm-hmm. I think, again, it was such an interesting person to have. <laughs> Hell yeah, biggest boy. <laughs> thank you so much. To have next to these uh, Goliaths, right? Mm-hmm. During the Civil Rights Movement. To have him in there. And I think everything he was saying was like spot on with how he was saying. Because he was like, he somehow he was grounded. It's weird because Cassius Clay was the most like outlandish of them all. But yeah. like, man, man, look at that mirror why am I so pretty? He was the (laughs) most outlandish one, but somehow he was like grounding them all, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's very relatable. It's very likable. I feel like anytime actors portray Muhammad Ali, it's this very fun person. You know, he just seems like a good time and he does ground everyone around him. He's like, yeah. You know, and, and the fact that he did get involved with the civil rights movement, changed his name to Muhammad Ali from Cassius Clay, and, and was this big figure is really interesting too because what is your responsibility as a boxer? What is your responsibility once you've become accepted by the white world? Or and or accepted as much as you could be by sure, the white sure. world, you know? Yeah. So it's really interesting to see because it's almost you almost have to reject it a little bit, you know? Like at the end of the movie, Sam Cook is 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 Alan on a show on a tv show and he sings a song and like it's all white people and they're like oh wow that was fantastic you know do you have anything else for us why don't you perform again and then he sings the song that he sings or i the guess change is, is gonna come yes that he talks about earlier in the movie one of his that,
0: most famous songs
1: yeah and that's an important moment that's an important song and it's also something that might have gotten him rejected from Media, society, and then he no longer has the power to make the change that he's trying to make. It's a weird balance that all these people have to contend with.
0: And, it's, and here's why I think I fall so much on the other side, right? Because I think somebody asked Stephen Young why Minari was a foreign language film. And he had a great answer. It was like one of those ask on the internet. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. And his answer was, sometimes institutions fail us. And that was like the whole statement. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's perfect. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think, I think it comes into play here, right? I think I think the instinct when we're young is that you need to work in the system you need to figure it out you need to take it slow but my point is Well, I think I was on the other side is like, I don't think that's true. You know, I was I was just listening to a podcast today. I was listening Mm -hmm. to I was I know I was listening to another podcast. Oh, my goodness.
1: How dare you? You should only be listening. Now try this cast. I
0: was listening to the Bad Faith podcast and they were talking about talking to some defense attorneys about what's happening right now in the world. And she said they were she was taught being taught by two defenders. And the first one was a younger black man. He was like, yeah, I figured I'd join the system slowly but surely. I can get up there. Mm -hmm. And then there was an older black man who was also defending. He's like, yeah, I used to think the same thing. But then I saw, as a defender, my white colleagues turn and point to me and say, look at this black man in the suit, in the tie. He did it. Why couldn't he? And that's how they put more black people away. Wow. So I think – I think the point that institutions need to be broken and destroyed is also like a valid part of the argument, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think think this
0: conversation that this movie has is so important, right? It
1: is really important. Yeah. I mean, our institutions are all failing us and we need to figure out they only work for, you know, white people. And we need to figure out and rich people and rich people. And we need to figure out why that is. And we need to change it. (laughs) And we need to fix it. But we're fighting against the people that have the power because they don't want to give it up.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Sam Cooke, played by Leslie Odom Jr. Again, all these actors have gotten different recognition recognition Mm -hmm. from a whole bunch of different places, but Leslie did... Get nominated for the Oscar from the cast. They, it also got nominated for Best Screenplay and mm-hmm. Best New Song, which new song was also Leslie Odom. Nice. And I think I think rightly so. I totally see why he got the Oscar nomination because yeah. he he freaking crushes it. it n- really n- let's not even talk about the talent of having to impersonate someone like Sam Cooke vocally <laughs> as a musician, which he nails one thousand yes. million percent. Uh-huh. The acting in this film is so good by him because he has to be on the back foot almost immediately because he is the one that malcolm has a problem with.
1: yeah, yeah
0: jim brown does speak up and he thinks he is doing enough cassius clay is joining the nation mm-hmm. of islam and he thinks he is doing enough. he thinks that sam cook sings for white people and you know what yeah. guess what he does that's true and that scene where malcolm x puts on the record of Sam Cooke's song and says, "Listen to this." And it's like, "My love, my love, my love." And then another one is like, "My love, my love, yeah. my love." And he's like, "What are you singing about, brother? What is that?" And then pulls out that Bob Dylan song yeah. that has more to do with struggle than any of Sam's. And that was the moment then Sam shut up and didn't say anything and left. Yeah. For and 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 for Leslie to embody all those emotions and show them on his face and respond. To Malcolm X as Sam Cook in the way that he does, and be able to fight back, mm-hmm. I think is you know yes. amazing.
1: Sam Cook is really the the main. He's not an antagonist, but he, if 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 Malcolm X is the driving the foil force is of foil the he's a foil to Malcolm. Yeah, he's the one that is uh, opposing his viewpoints. And I like. I mean, I like that a lot. I like that this is a a a platform in which we are hearing multiple ideas and not saying that any of them are. Wrong, you know, and, and I think that's important because there are a lot of times movies and, and like to get on the soapbox and be like, "This is the solution. I solved it. I have the cure for racism. Here you go." It. And it it just feels so draining because it's not right, you know. And and this was good. It was good to see multiple contending viewpoints and also like personal lives getting involved. And, you know, Malcolm X, he's trying to get uh, Muhammad Ali to join. Of the Nation of Islam, and then he reveals that he's leaving, and, he and Muhammad Ali gets pissed off, because he's like, you're using, yeah. and you're manipulating me. Um, which
0: is just muhammad ali said years later after malcolm x died that his biggest regret in life was the deterioration of his friendship with malcolm x Mm -hmm. because muhammad ali joined the nation of islam after malcolm x left and stayed with them uh, and did not go with malcolm and then shortly after maybe a year after this film malcolm Mm -hmm. x died so Mm -hmm. he never got to like rekindle uh, fix that friendship yeah that's the biggest regret that's crazy yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to hear what you think about Sam Cooke's point. His point is I'm not burdened to any man because I made my own label. I own the rights mm-hmm. to my own songs. I am shepherding in the new generation of black singers, I am getting them paid. I, and I'm getting money from all of that. I am self sufficient. And like you said earlier, Jim Brown said great he's like he's the only one of us not waiting for a check from a white man yeah you know what do you think about him saying i am doing my part this is my part do you think that is a valid part do you think that is a problematic part what do you think about that Uh, him on the economic side of no i think
1: it's incredibly important because without jobs without positions you know what are you going to do like you can go out and you can go you know be fight as hard as you can you can boycott and those things are important and they bring issues to the forefront of, of people's minds because then the news covers it covers it but at the same time like these people need to get paid they need to make money they need to work and they not they need to get away from the underneath the thumb of the white man
0: you know and yeah but here's the argument right because they they are still under it because those are the people listening to their music
1: yeah no right? it's it's interesting yeah so so yeah. that's what i was going to say next is that like so you need to get out from under a thumb but at the same time you're living in a white world right yeah so you're living a, in a world where no matter where you go no matter how big of a business you try to start it's it's still white companies in charge most of the millionaires and billionaires are white people like that's that's just the world that you live in, and in order to combat that, you do need to do more, you know. And it's not necessarily his responsibility to do everything himself and to do all yeah. of this. But I'm glad that they at least talk about it, and Malcolm X brings it up so like, that way. What he, is it
0: like? What is your responsibility? How what is your responsibility? It? Yes. Yeah.
1: So that way he can think about you know, it more, and he does end up having that song, and 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 overall just fighting more for the cause.
0: Totally. I think. I think. I think it's interesting because you know what this reminds me of a little as you were talking. It reminds me of the arguments against Tyler Perry. If you talk about Tyler Perry as a problematic individual, a lot of people have a lot of opinions. And the truth is that Tyler Perry employs more black people in the entertainment business than anybody else. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Yeah. And it's the same argument, right, that Sam Cook is making. He's like, I get my people paid. But the argument against Tyler Perry is the same one, right, where he's playing into the stereotypes mm-hmm. – and that is a detriment yeah. to the movement, like yeah. that's it's a detriment to the movement that does, that's and interesting. I uh, never know where dialogue. I fall on that argument either, where I'm like i I'm not sure. I don't I, I think they both all both sides make so much sense. The side yeah. of like I'm getting people paid, that's so important. Financial independence is the but, that's how we get under the thumb, yes, but I, but I also get the point of like, but yeah the the perception is also super important. I if everyone wanted, thinks that black people are all like Medea, that is yeah. also a problem. I wouldn't, you know, them.
1: I've seen so much, so many Tyler Perry movies and plays. I know you have. I just, I, am I, they're not for me, but I respect the man. I respect the craft. But at the same time, yeah. I think maybe the best, I can't say what the best way of going about it would be, but it would be nice if you did a one for them, one for me kind of thing. Get your money from Medea scared too or whatever boo. yeah Medea's boo Halloween too or whatever the fuck that's called get your money from that and then go make something that has that makes a statement because you made the money and you're like great I have the money that I need to make this thing but that sometimes I he
0: does like that movie daddy's little girls with Idris Elba about showing a black man in a different kind of father role than mm. is normally seen or he t- mm-hmm. I mean he does do that too right but but people don't buy those movies <laughs> so you don't know about them <laughs> like that's the point of the argument right like that's what's yeah, like yeah. i gotta do this to get paid you yeah. know like where's the li- oh, it's, it's a it's hard always... balance
1: and then like yeah like you said if you if you lean in and you do too much of that then what you're losing the money and you're losing the power and you're losing the spotlight so you no longer have the ability to talk about black issues to talk about things that are important yeah no it's 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 a hard line and i don't know what the answer is but i like that this movie talks about it yeah because it's something that like a lot of people are dealing with right now you see all the stuff that's going on in the news you see what's going on in the world around us and and what the what the fuck can you do and even not even with a power level like sh- like forget about that but there's so much that people want to do in the world right now they want to help they want to support black lives matter they want to do more but They don't know where to start. I mean, I I feel like constantly I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know what the best method of helping out is. Every time I see a new thing in the news, it's like cool, I can share it on Instagram or whatever, but like I, is that helping? Is that good? I don't know.
0: Is that virtue signaling? Are you taking away from the people whose voices actually do need to be heard? Yeah, that's how i'm I'm always at a standstill of, like I'm not sure I this isn't i I I am acutely aware of the fact that I need to stand up a fight and I'm also acutely of the aware where that I need to shut up, sit down and listen mm-hmm. which makes me not sure what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Journey Smollett, um, you know from uh, what's oh gosh, what's the name of the show? Lovecraft, Lovecraft, uh, country county, Lovecraft county.
1: Country. I always country. say county, and I think it's country. Lovecraft. Country. I think it's country. She yeah. just
0: shared on Instagram one of those posts where it, it, I it just saw it in my feed today, and it hit me where it was. The post is I won't read all of it, but it's I need to drive my two-year-old to daycare tomorrow morning. To ensure we arrive early, we won't take public transit, in parentheses, Oscar Grant. I removed all air fresheners from the vehicle and double-checked my registration status, parentheses, Dante Wright, and ensured my license plate was visible, parentheses, Lieutenant Karen Nazario. And goes through like that about all the things that all these people did wrong that caused their okay. death there incarceration and it's yeah it's all none of it is warranted no. and it's just there's so many problems that things do need to be done and I think at the end of the movie I think it is one of the I think the, the movie does a really good job because it's not telling you what to do but it is telling you that something needs things do need to change.
1: Yeah. That's important.
0: Very specifically because we get you you mentioned it but I do want to talk about it more where Leslie Odom is on I think the car the Johnny Carson show. Sure. It's like one of those Old white man shows oh yeah and he sings a song for them and then he's like do you have anything else and he's like i think i have one more and he sings a change is gonna come which they alluded to earlier in the movie where he played it for jim brown That it was in response to the bob dylan song it was a response and as soon in the the song i've heard it before but never in context right like i've heard the song Mm -hmm. but never in the context of what it meant and as leslie started singing a change is gonna come and the lyrics are i was born on the river and it's just him and then the band swoops in under him Leslie's performance of that song on that show, you feel everything from the movie. Yeah. You feel everything from Sam Cooke's life. You feel everything from Leslie Odom's life. And the movie does a wonderful job of, while that is playing, showing you where these men ended up. Showing you Muhammad Ali uh, taking on the name Muhammad Ali. Showing you Jim Brown quitting football to become a movie star to try to take ownership of his own economy. Showing Malcolm X's house getting burnt and having to run out with his family with, with an assault rifle, yeah. Showing him in the hotel room later, I, that look on his wife's face, like, "What the fuck do we do now?" Of of Mrs. X, I, I sorry, I don't recall her name. And watching and Malcolm X watching the video, the TV of Leslie singing as Sam Cooke, and it goes back to Sam Cooke finishing the song, one single couple tears in his eyes. That last minute or two of the movie mm-hmm. has totally stayed with me because it encapsulates. The struggle, the message of the movie, everything so fucking well because because Malcolm was right. Yeah. Through song, through music, through art, through that thing that is you feel without being able to describe is how you make a point. And god damn it, at the end of the movie was the point made.
1: Yeah, it really was. And and you can I like that he was changed. I like that Malcolm the conversation with Malcolm Malcolm X. Drove him to do something to write that song, and I like that after Malcolm X leaves the room, he's like, "I hate that song because I feel like I should have written it. It's it's what I feel, you know, and it's yeah. it's a powerful song. And so I like that he has that. I like that he has that drive afterwards. And it's not that it's new. He wrote, you know, he was working on that song beforehand. Yeah. Um. So he like he said he's he's trying in his own way. It's just sometimes it's just hard. It's just hard to know what the right things to do, when to do them.
0: And on one side, you do need to go at your own pace, right? You have to. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. But on the other side, you need to stand up when it's time to stand up. Yeah. There, and there is no answer. And that's what the movie leaves you with. To contend with that, right? To sit on that fact that it's like, is it your time to stand up? Are you waiting for something? Is it right that you're waiting for something? Maybe you do need to wait. Maybe you don't. Yeah. And that's the question. It like leaves you on that literally like on that mm-hmm. last note into the credits. And then uh, through the credits, Leslie Odom sings his original song, which was Oscar nominated Speak Now, which also just plays into all the themes of the film.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, I, I
1: I like a lot of this movie. I feel like there are so many great moments like that. There's so many powerful moments. There's so many quiet moments. And I feel like the fact that it's based on a play and it's adapted from a play kind of works for it Yeah, in those moments, too. Because they feel intimate, they feel like something that you are watching on the stage, and it's not often that a movie can make me feel like I'm in a, like in the theater, even though I'm watching it at home and I have all these distractions around me. That a movie makes me feel like I am just in there with Leslie Odom Jr. and just watching this thing and and feeling what he's feeling, and I like that. It's it's incredibly powerful.
0: Well, Marcus, I just want to say thank you. We didn't bring a lot of funny this week but i was impacted by a piece of media and now, that's I, the point of the show and you let me bring it to you and you had a great conversation okay man. nick you uh, just to
1: bring me. some levity to the situation nick <laughs> uh, what what's your uh, what's your best joke i want to hear your best knock knock joke wait no it doesn't best? have to be knock knock what's your best joke period best no, no, joke. No, I'll,
0: no i can tell you i can tell okay, you tell a knock knock uh, joke you start knock knock who's there <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke (laughs) it's a
1: good joke nick i like it (laughs) made you laugh
0: that's the best (laughs) magnet i have what's your best do you have a joke
1: no i don't okay okay yeah i do i have have a joke are you ready you start the joke just the joke no you do a real joke do a real joke now improv 101 do a real joke i don't
0: that's <laughs> I know, that's all. That's all. Oh, that's all the time we got today. Oh no! no. Do a real joke, God damn it! Yes, Aaron. What happened that's to all your all improv? What happened to Oh, go oh God! Oh, you want me to do my improv? Great. <laughs> Oh, I'm a velociraptor and I drink out of a teacup. That's improv. You ready? That's what's the are. last
1: character you played in improv? I I'm like no joke. What's the last character that you made up in? improv? I played
0: a woman named Joyce Reed's inner conscious and I was telling her why she was in a coma. <laughs> and why she needed to leave because her daughters needed her. <laughs> That's the last character I played in an improv show.
1: I like it. I like it. I might yeah. I like Guys, anti-jokes. if you want to see
0: me improv, go to the twitch.tv slash the magnet theater Tuesday nights. My team is Team Arrow.
1: Okay. Nice. way to fucking cross-promote, baby. Well, I guess Nick isn't like gonna non-jokes. be a comedian. Screw you, man 414. I'm funny.
0: I just can't. <laughs> I thought my knock joke was great. <laughs> <laughs> well marcus honestly I, sincerely I got thank you. Are you ready i love you man yeah i'm ready are you reading it from somewhere what do you call a Does joke that
1: isn't what do you call a joke that isn't funny what a sentence nice. Wait, why do you hear something that makes you smile no your facial muscles what do you call a pencil sharpener that can't be sharpened pencils what broken where was the constitution <laughs> signed <laughs> on the dotted line the bottom what do you get when you mix a goat and a sheep (laughs) guys thank you so much for listening (laughs) to now try this cast i was doing great car no i gotta hold on hold on you gotta ask me questions you gotta ask me questions
0: marcus did you like the movie hold on i'm gonna get my
1: cat (sighs) he loves it hello first appearance of salem on the podcast hello say hi that is
0: not true he's been on the podcast no he hasn't Oh this isn't Kitty Cat Corner, it's, okay? Hey uh, guys, if you wanna, if you want us to live stream, just Marcus's cat. Let us know, Patreon.com/slash. <laughs> okay, good
1: night. Okay, Nick, did Marcus, I like the question?
0: Did you like the movie? Did you like the question? Did you like the movie?
1: I did like the movie.
0: Would you recommend the film?
1: I would recommend the film, yeah, to everyone.
0: And. Lastly, will you continue to watch films by Regina King and these actors?
1: Yeah, I think that I'm very interested to watch more Regina King films. And I honestly love all these actors and I'm excited for more of their work. I think everything I've seen them all in has been great. Hawkman, Aldous Hodge. So excited. I know. I'm excited. Yeah, I know. It's such a dumb movie, but I'm,
0: I'm kind of excited for it. Well Marcus I think I think there's I think no. that's everything I can't think of a there's single one other more thing. thing. That I we have to give you your challenge for next week. No I don't No I think
1: guys I stay. can't remember no, that. Don't leave yet everybody. No don't leave. I have to give you I have to uh, give you your challenge. Oh my god. Come on, guys. I'm getting called out. They're You're getting called out because your brother's telling me.
0: funnier jokes in the chat.
1: Well, guys, guys if you are listening, no, if you want to hear the, the funny
0: Yeah, if you <laughs> want to hear the funnier jokes in the chat, you have to join us. Thursdays, 8 Eastern, you have to Join the chat. Twitch.tv slash now try this They're
1: having their own stand-up comedy show in there.
0: I know. Marcus. Yes. Your what choice. are we doing next week, buddy?
1: Nick, next week, I had a lot of trouble figuring out what I was going to give you next week because there's so much. Oh, I can give you another one. No, no, no. I'm going to give you this. Nick, I'm going to give you. The first two episodes two. of Twin Peaks. Why am I this down? Oh, no. I'll give you Twin Peaks. I've watched It's been my no. quarantine show. I've been watching no. it weekly. It's been a lot of fun. We can get more into it later. But don't I got to watch like way more than
0: the first two to like get
1: it? Nick, you can watch every single goddamn episode of twin peaks (laughs) and not understand what the fuck is going on so watching more than two won't help you understand it but it'll give you a vibe of what twin peaks is like isn't this the
0: tv show for like fucking edgy boys
1: no it is not nick i'm gonna tell you a quick story about twin peaks are you ready yeah allegedly the queen was at a concert for paul mccartney and she said i'm sorry i can't stay because i have to go home and watch Twin Peaks." that's a story told by paul mccartney uh so you didn't, the you queen didn't sell me loves you didn't twin sell peaks.
0: me you didn't sell me but i do watch these challenges with my significant other and she does love the royal family so you might have swayed somebody so, i'm that the has saying to watch the twin queen <laughs>
1: loved twin peaks when it was on okay so just saying it's a great show
0: all right, guys, if you want to hear us live at twitch.tv slash cast. next week, we're doing the first two episodes of Twin Peaks. You can get at us everywhere at Cast. Join the community to find out what our challenge is going to be at the beginning of every month at patreon.com slash cast and leave us five-star reviews on Apple iTunes store yeah, place thing. Baby, we love them, and we read go. them on the podcast. Woo! That was beautiful. <laughs> baby, let's go.
1: Let's go. Uh, also on Patreon, guys. There's a few more. I don't know what's going on at this point. When the episode is released, there will be a poll up for you to join the Patreon and vote on our May challenge. So go there and help
0: us out. Only a dollar to be able to vote, guys. It's a mm-hmm.
1: steal. It's a steal. That's twelve dollars for a whole year. Steal I from give us. You twelve dollars. Steal from us. Steal from us. It's a steal. Steal from us. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Now go out there and try some things. Try this movie or try Twin Peaks next week. Good night, guys. <laughs> Good night. Good friends get together so
0: they can try things? About a dance so you can try? Uh uh uh, yeah. Now try. Now try. try. Now try this coming your mm. way live, mm. 8 p.m. Mm. Eastern Standard Time. Mm. You ready? Yeah. One night I'm in Miami. S- I'm streaming Sanford, right Jim now. Brahma, Ali, it Malcolm nobody Oh, uh, uh Malcolm X. Uh uh, Malcolm X. Uh uh, one night in my m- x Uh uh, Malcolm X. Uh uh, Malcolm X. Uh uh.
1: Get yeah. hyped.
0: Woo. Who's your verse?
1: Uh, uh, is Clay. Oh. These are the people who came to play who wanted us to watch the movie that was good or bad. We don't know. That's why people are watching to find out, ho.
0: Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh. Uh, at the Hampton house Malcolm X he came to play what's to say cuz Cassius Clay he got MVP oh that's how you know he's stinging like a bee buzzing like a butterfly Sam Cook looking so fly with his red suit damper yeah <laughs> Changed changing things one song at a time yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, uh, oh Sam Jim Cooke. Brown plays football yo Uh oh. <laughs> okay all right great I feel ready <laughs> yeah.